Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Sounds Like NYC. And uh, today's guest is Dirty Circuit, formerly known as the employees, consisting of guitarist, vocalist, and songwriter Owen Pas... Patillo? Pa- Owen Patillo? And the bass... Patillo. Just, just like... Uh, no, right, no, 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 not even that. Like, just putting it out there, we always suck at names. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Now, I get Patillo all the time. Yeah. Like, it's a double, it's it's a double L. People assume it's the same. Yeah. 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 It's just Patillo. Is this Patillo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like Ariana Grande. It's Grandy. Shut up. I swear to God. <laughs> nah, nah. I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No way. Swear to God. If it's Italian, if it's like Latin based, it would be there. Like, she's like Italian American. She's not like Italian. It's not Grandy. I, I, I refuse to believe that. Are you serious? <laughs> Go, you can ask her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, 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 <laughs> just call her, her up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do that from the beginning. So, hey, guys. Welcome to this episode of Sounds Like NYC. And today we have on the band known as Dirty Circuit, formerly called The Employees, Dirty Circuit consists of guitarist, vocalist, and song- and songwriter Owen Pastio. <laughs> How do you fuck it up twice? How do you Dude, fuck I'm it so up twice? Just say, oh, just say Owen. Owen. Just Owen. Owen. Yeah, sure. No one needs to yeah. know your last yeah, yeah. name. I don't want people to look you up and then find where you live yeah. and take that guitar sure, yeah, yeah. from you. <laughs> Consisting of guitarist, vocalist, and songwriter Owen P. And bassist, vocalist, songwriter Nick P- Pertz. Kelly, Nick Pertz Kelly. Yeah. See, I the one, right? Yeah, that one's easy. They started, <laughs> they started the band in 2017 with two other friends who have now since departed the project, jamming in the basement of their high school. Hey, just like us back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. played shows in the New York youth D- DIY punk scene for the past year and a half. Dirty Circuit draws inspiration from many sorts, including punk, post-punk, grunts, psychedelia, and classic rock. So yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for cool, having. Yeah, yeah. Turbo messing Thanks, up your guys. Like yeah, eight dude, times. I'm, I am so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You know, it inspires me to get like a like some kind of stage name. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think like O and P would be like a nice <laughs> stage name. I don't know. It's simple and like, maybe. it's not like totally just like you know. No, because then it'd be so easy to make fun of them. Like, oh yeah, O and P's. I have a fifth grade humor. Yeah, exactly. It reminds me of school. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. They're like when there's two two kids with the same name in the class. Yeah. Um, that always frustrates yeah. me. I'm like, why you gotta add letters to my name? Because I got a common name. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're telling me my name's David. Yeah, my name's Daniel. Like, so, like, like the most generic. I mean, but the good thing is, if we ever like to go out to like. You know, fucking like on vacation or whatever, we could always find our name on keychains. Mm. That's always cool. <laughs> that is true. Like I did realize that yeah, as like yeah. a kid, I like always look my name for those like you know out of state keychains yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess that's like pretty no, cool. no one ever. Jamari no one ever, couldn't find one. You know what no one ever mispronounces my name. It's like yeah. it's easy. It's yeah. <laughs> is it is it is it Nicholas? <laughs> <laughs> Nike. <laughs> so so how you guys been? Uh, pretty good, pretty good, you know, yeah. I don't know, what are we, yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, what have we been doing, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, guys, yeah, what have you guys, guys been doing, yeah, okay, so like, ever since <laughs> kind of like, kind of like the, um, what do you call it, kind of like the performance at like McCarran Park, like, you know, two weeks ago, have you guys been like working on music, or just you know, chilling, or like, yeah, well, uh, oh, you, you, can, you can, yeah, go ahead, Nick, 
um <clears throat> we were actually we were intending to have a show this past weekend uh we had sort of set up the one at mccarran park i didn't actually set up uh that was that was pink clouds set that one up and we were kind of just like we were we were talking uh we were talking to them uh in Tompkins square park we kind of ran into them we have some people who kind of like somewhat mutual friends and mutual acquaintances i don't know we wound up talking to them and they they invited us to play a show <clears throat> so that's how we wound up playing that gig at mccarran but uh we were sort of like setting up our own show, um, which I've, I've done a, a little bit of, <clears throat> um, which is going to be in Fort Green Park. But uh, but I don't know, they closed, they closed the schools and they sort of started doing more restrictions, like because the, the COVID rates were getting worse. And like, I don't know, I, I sort of felt like maybe I, sh- maybe I shouldn't do this. You know, people were kind of moshing a little bit at the last show. And I, I don't know. I just felt a, a little weird about putting on yeah. a show yeah. when it might be spreading the, yeah. the disease, the COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking of which, like that, like performance, like at McCarran Park. Yeah, tell I mean, us a little bit about that. Yeah, like, so like, how did it like yeah. start? Like, like was it kind of like a last moment sort of thing? Like, like because you guys heard, you know, Biden won the won the you know election. Did you guys just decide to do it, or was it like planned? Whether or not Biden won, or like just like no, tell no. us how that performance came together. Yeah, I mean that's the um, that's the beauty of it is that like. Biden, we didn't even know Biden would have won until that, you know, yeah, because we had no idea when when they would have the votes counted. And we were planning the show way before, so we had no idea. And then all of a sudden it was like that afternoon I was walking to the show and I was like, oh, shit, like this is going to be so great. Like all these people are so happy, you know. And that was why it was such a, that was part of why it was such a great show, I think. Yeah, I mean, we planned it a week ahead. Actually, what wound up happening is we had, um, we played, we wound up playing two sets that day. We played one set earlier in the day. It's actually kind of crazy how things came together because we had, um, we sort of, we like didn't really, uh, like uh, our usual drummer at the time, uh, he like wasn't actually available. So then we had, we had like another drummer who came in last minute and I, I was like out of town until like the day before the show. So like, I didn't even get to practice with him. It was, it was sort of very last minute thrown together. And then it happened to like, like that morning I was like in my house and I just heard people yelling in the street and I'm like, oh, am I allowed to curse on this? Yeah, 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 do your thing. Like, oh shit. Um, <clears throat> like, oh, Trump's gone. Like, it's over. <laughs> I was excited, right? Um, personally, a little less excited about Biden, but it's not Trump, so. Yeah, but- exactly. I, mean, I think that's the whole thing. Right? Yeah, that's the whole like, thing, right? Yeah, that yeah. day was like celebrating Trump's loss, not more, like more Biden's yeah, victory. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I don't know. So then it was that, and then the show happened. And but we played, we played one set kind of earlier in the day, and um, another band that was going to play Hello Mary was the third band that was playing in addition to us and Pink Clouds, which I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, they were supposed to bring us the like amps and the the equipment, sort of the larger like. Uh, the larger amps, I guess, is mainly what it was, um, because you know we need louder stuff for the type of music that we play, uh, and we weren't able to have that for our first set. So we played a decent set, and also I had never played with the drummer before. Owen had practiced with the drummer, but I hadn't played with the drummer before. So it was a decent set, but I don't think it was like great. And then uh, Hello Mary showed up like right at the end of the set. They're like, "Oh my God, we're so sorry, we're late. Like, would you guys want to sort of play at the end of our set? We have an hour. We probably won't fill an hour." And we were like, sure. And then we asked the drummer from Pink Clouds, we were like, do you think that you could, because uh, <clears throat> their set was probably going to be like 45 minutes. We were like, do you think that we could use your drums for another 15, 20 minutes after this thing was supposed to end? And he was like, sure, it's fine. Um, so then we kind of, that was very last, 
like last minute thrown together. We we're like, all right, let's do this set. We kind of came up with a set list of like some of the songs uh, that we hadn't played during the actual show and some of the songs that we thought maybe we could play again because people liked or because like we had a technical issue on one of them. Anyway, and then it was like one of the best sets I've ever played, I think. Uh, it was, I had a great time. I mean, the energy it was like there were fireworks going off while I was playing. Like, that's yeah, it was crazy. Not it a was thing crazy. That I'm gonna have happen again, at least anytime soon. So, like, I'm playing a show and there's just like everyone's having just celebrating all around you. It's, it's, it was really like kind of a spontaneous, amazing experience. Yeah, because when I had came, because I was just like walking around McCarran, just like just like trying to capture footage of you know all, all of the partying and stuff like that. And like when I like stumbled upon stumbled upon you guys, like you guys already had like a pretty good crowd around you and surrounding. Like everybody was just like moshing, and yo, it was man. Like I hadn't had that experience in like such a long time, and it actually reminded me of you know high school. No, not of um of um. Uh, of um college shows that I used to go to, like you know, basement shows and stuff like that. So like thank yeah, you guys yeah. for like that. It was it was a really good set. And especially having that drummer come in, you know, last 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 minute. Like you guys killed it. And yeah, so it was an awesome set. Yeah, I mean I think uh to speak on the I'm just gonna say briefly because I, I find that I, I wind up filling up a lot of airspace. I wanna let Owen talk and I wanna let you guys I don't know if you have stuff planned to ask, get to that. But <clears throat> to sort of just talk about like the sort of like you saying college shows like house shows and basement like a lot of that is what I what we were sort of playing and going to just and not necessarily playing but just attending like that was kind of the world we were in before COVID hit and you couldn't really go inside anywhere anymore uh like we played shows in uh friend's garage it's actually it's it was weird it's, she has a she has a garage that's pretty like close to downtown Brooklyn, which is wild. You have a garage there, but it's a, it used to be like a carriage house. Um, like for, uh, I don't know, like Clinton Hill, there's like some mansions and it's like a few blocks away. Like, her house is like, horses. what you do Those horses. Like, <laughs> carriage house for the mansion. So there's like a garage in it. Anyway, <clears throat> um, but we, we played a few shows in there and I mean, we played house shows. I don't know, that was kind of the, just you saying that was like, oh, that's definitely like what we're coming from. Yeah, yeah. So, when, when did you guys first start playing music together? Like, take us back to that day that you guys decided, you know what, this is the guy. Oh, you want to take that one? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I was I, I started playing music in uh, like middle school, and uh, I was in the school band there, and like, as soon as I got into high school, I was like, oh damn, I need to start a band. So like, I went into the lunchroom and I saw like a group of these guys at the, sitting at a table, and I was like okay, I'll go over there and, like, ask them if they want to jam or something, you know? And, uh, like, the guys that were sitting at the table were, like, Nick and, like, you know, our other two guys are Max Sermonti, well, our old drummer, and, like, uh, yeah, there were some other people there. But uh, we all came down to the basement and had this, like, really cool jam on, like, Hey Jude or something, I think. And I was like, wow, this is the, sh this is the shit. And, like, um we we kept jamming like every single day in the basement and like most of the people like you know did their other things but like nick max and like eventually max miller who was a sax player um they were the people who stayed and like and that became what is now the employee or what was the employees yeah. now dirty circuit yeah that was uh <clears throat> that changed so we could talk a little bit about that later i don't know but um but yeah sort of i had a similar thing coming into that was like my dad told me he's like 
he's like, you should start, a, you should join a band. Like when you get there, you should join a band. That's that's like a thing you should do. Because like my dad is, uh, <clears throat> unlike Owen's dad, my dad's not really a musician. Like he plays guitar a little bit. He's sort of like, I don't know, he's excited. He sent me to music lessons when I was little. He's like excited about the idea of me being a musician. And I think he, he like, he took piano lessons when he was younger. And then he wound up sort of quitting. And I think he was like, wanted to not have me do that. He wanted me to stick to it. Because I think he, he really likes the idea of having music in the house and stuff. And that was impressed upon me as well. And he's like, you should join a band. So then when Owen was like, oh, do you want to jam? Like, what's that? And I, I played bass a bit. I wasn't great at the time, but I was I was all right, I think. Um, and then, I don't know, I got excited about that. And then, I don't know, and then, yeah, it was basically what Owen said. We were kind of what became the band was just the people who were willing to be there every day. And it was pretty much every day at lunch. We were just like, I would eat my lunch during Spanish class and... I would just play music at lunch just every day. And I think we got a lot of like good cohesion and sort of like a lot of good communication through that. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, because like, yeah, because like I never really, it, it's kind of funny because, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's kind of funny just like how like you guys are like, or like how your like parents pushed, you know, pushed, pushed you guys towards like music and like weren't like really like against it. Cause I feel kind of like, kind of like the old stereotype is, you know, kind of like parents, you know, wanting their kids to do, to do music just to give something, something for them to do. But, you know, once they want to start doing music, like, you know, professionally or start, or, or you know, want to like take it beyond like a hobby, like it's either they're like all for it or they're like really against it. But it's like really cool that you, that you guys have like parents who are just, you know, supporting you from the very beginning. Because for me, it was kind of like the exact opposite. Like I got into guitar and my mom just like, you know, because I, because I was like always pushing her asking her to you know get me lessons and stuff like that and she was okay with that and I played at church sometimes and things like that but the first time I kind of like expressed the idea of you know wanting to go pro with it she was like no way and it took like a couple of years to like you know change her mind so just I'm 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 a I'm a pretty pretty uh jealous of you guys <laughs> to be honest yeah there is also to a certain degree I mean it's like <clears throat> I'm a, I'm applying to college right now I'm sort of towards the end of like sending in my applications i'm sort of like almost done with that um it's, it's the whole thing but uh but i'm mostly applying mostly <laughs> to like architecture schools so there is sort of that thing of like maybe don't go to school for me like i'm a minor in music but sort of maybe don't go to school for music like architecture is sort of a way to do like art but have it also be like once you get out of there there's a job from that there's i don't know there's always things about that thing as well there's sort of that additional thing I don't know. I, th I think it goes both ways, but I think definitely my parents were supportive. I think maybe part of it, not to be cynical, I think they were supportive just genuinely out of like music straight, but also that um, like our school had had sort of known, uh, we went to, I guess we still go there, uh, but like it's online. It's, I don't know, I'm probably not going to go back to that building. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, Beacon, uh, it's like on the sort of in Midtown by Times Square. Yeah, like, yeah. The neighborhood. But um but it's sort of known to have quite a good a fairly good music program for like a non-art school mm -hmm. um so some of that was like because i was taking music lessons in middle school and it was like now we don't need to pay for music lessons because you go to a, <laughs> a good, good music program kill two birds with one stone sort of thing right <clears throat> what do you say no just like killing two killing two birds oh. with you know one stone sort of thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
I mean, it's funny that you mentioned architecture because like, we actually went to a school for architecture. Yeah, like Williamsburg High School for uh, architecture and design. And oh, I don't oh, want to do it. I don't want to do I, it. Bless uh, me. <laughs> I remember seeing that like at, at the high school fair when I like when I'm in was in eighth grade and I yeah. went to Brooklyn Tech to see. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, that whole yeah. thing that exists, and you walk around like not really knowing what you're doing. I remember yeah. I saw that school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you did make the right decision. You're not going. Yeah. To be yeah. honest. Yeah, definitely. I I couldn't I couldn't imagine like imagine you going there. <laughs> it was a very interesting school, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, but like, well, like I guess what do you what do you guys attribute uh, the lineup changes like for like what what do you think that happened? Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to speak on that, Owen, or do you want to speak on that? It was fairly recent. I don't want to like sort of talk yeah. badly of those guys. Just like shit talk them. It's it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I mean, we love those guys. It's just, uh, you know, I mean, things were things are changing now, and you know, like now that things are, you know, really, it's like the change happened like when it was like we started playing concerts and we we weren't like jamming in the basement anymore. You know what I mean? Mm. So it was kind of difficult to like get that like managing aspect of the band as well as like the like fun and music part and they were having trouble just blending that together i think yeah and, i mean you know sort of we've been we've been like i mean we've been playing shows for about a little more than a year and a half now like you know out like at, at venues or at, at, at you know house shows and, and stuff like that <clears throat> um and i think it worked for a while i think especially with covid it kind of made it difficult like there was kind of a break in continuity there and then it's also like the people who you you meet on the first day of high school aren't always going to be the people who you wind up hanging out with. And it sort of mm-hmm. became like we're mostly hanging out with them in the context of the music, and that was fine. I don't know. There was there's a lot of aspects. I don't want to get into too much detail because it's still fairly fresh. And like I don't know, I don't want to misrepresent people or or talk talk ill of them. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, but what do you think makes a good bandmate? Like having gone through a line of change. I mean, I think I would say like just you gotta i don't know i feel like you have to be on the same page page or something like one you have to be dedicated to what you're doing and dedicated to like the music and being like okay i'm gonna prioritize this over other things um but i think also even if you're doing that it also has to be like you have to be on the same page kind of like artistically and you have to be like okay you have to i don't know you have to be on the same page about what you're trying to create like sure, I think yeah. this past summer, Owen and I had kind of a lot of discussions because I think a lot of our earlier stuff is like, you know, we started out as like a high school band and we're basically doing like Rolling Stones and Beatles covers because that's, you know, that's what you do when you're starting <laughs> and like, we're a rock band. That's what we're going to do. <clears throat> um, and, you know, we performed at like the show at school and stuff. Um, and then I think it kind of came from that. We were sort of doing kind of classic rock stuff uh, and then we sort of moved away from that. And I think more recently this past summer, we were kind of trying to talk to each other about, like, okay, what, what direction do we actually want to go with this artistically? And I think a lot of, I don't know, a lot of influence of the music that I kind of am more making <clears throat> or want to make now is based on like the shows that I went to. Like I kind of, I discovered like shoegaze music. Oh yeah. Going to, going to shows, uh, like there's this band I'm not totally sure if they still exist. I, I I don't know. They had they had some stuff going on. They haven't. Like, do you want to mention them? <clears throat> um, what were you saying? Oh, like uh, what's the, what's the name of the band? Uh it's like a it's a local band. They're called uh, Big Pity. Okay. <clears throat> um, 
and they they sort of like introduced me to the concept of uh of shoegaze. Their guitarist is this guy uh Dave Hernandez. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like he's an amazing guitarist and uh but uh i don't know just sort of like seeing him play i mean seeing all of them uh but just i don't know just i just wanted to to shout him out because he's an especially like and he's a, he's a nice guy i mean uh i mean the rest of them are great too i don't know why i said him specifically <laughs> i just just like seeing seeing him play uh that music and seeing him like do a lot of stuff with pedals and sort of just create that wall of sound and that band like create sort of creating like an atmosphere in the space uh, is I think something that shoegaze music in general is very good at and then and that's kind of what I, I don't know that's what I like to do like <clears throat> I think uh, I kind of I had a change in mindset and again I'm, I feel bad I'm taking up a lot of airspace from Owen but um, I had a change in mindset like kind of I don't know as I started to play more shows <clears throat> like when I was when I was younger and I was playing the show at school like on the stage that we have in the school building and it's like you know all, most of the other bands were like they chose who was get like the, the music teacher chose who was going to be in it. Our band was actually sort of unique in that, and then we kind of found each other. But there, I kind of defined like whether a successful show, <clears throat> whether a show was successful by, like, oh no, I messed up a note two or three times, and now it's sort of much more like, how was what type of like atmosphere was I creating for the audience? What kind of like communication was happening there? Um, like, how were people feeling in the room or? not in the room out in the in the space of the, as we've done these these outdoor shows and i think mm-hmm. that's a lot more important to me and that's kind of what's inspiring i kind of went on a tangent from your initial question there but oh and okay. on the, the initial question yeah yeah okay yeah because like i mean owen like like what do you think about um um about or like or like what's like what's like your take on on that like on the question that uh, david asked before um, could you repeat the question, actually? Yeah. Yeah, you repeat the question? I was, I was thinking you forgot to forgot to Shut up. Why you got to expose me like that? I know how you... It's okay. Nick's... Uh... Nick's a good bandmate. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I think you knew that. I, I definitely remember. Thank you very much. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think there's there's kind of two paths that you can go down and... It, so like you can either be like the really creative person who like brings in all these songs and like these riffs and like all these ideas, or you can be like the person who's like kind of passive in the band and like plays well and like will play what you want them to play. And, you know, if you're, you can't be both people, you know, like you can't kind of have creative control when you're not bringing in like creative ideas. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, think. Oh, sorry. Nick, you can, yeah, I, I mean, say, that's what I have to say. I think not to discredit the, like, I think there is definitely a lot of creativity in still, or, like, in being the person, even if you're not the main creative force behind it, there is, you know, you're still bringing something to it, and that's still very important. But, yeah, it is it yeah. is sort of a different role, and I think kind of, I don't know, having, like, <clears throat> I think part of the problem that we had in, in the past is it sort of was, like, unclear what people's roles were and what roles people wanted and I think that was what created some of the difficulty that we had that sort of led to that, that line of change. Right now, we're kind of between drummers. Um, we had a saxophone player. We, were, we may get another saxophone player. We're thinking, um, we're thinking that uh, maybe we'll get a synth player. We're not, we're not totally sure where okay. we're going to go. Yeah. 
yeah so i guess now would be a good time to kind of like listen obviously this is this is from like you know version 1.0 of the band i guess because it seems like you guys are more or less becoming like a uh like a shoegaze band it seems <laughs> at least from like next perspective yeah but that's, that's definitely one of one of the one of the influences one yeah of the, yeah, other yeah. Stuff i mean it's, it's tough to it's tough to Put yourself in a category you know oh, definitely yeah sure. i mean i definitely i'm not i'm not trying to say that i'm i'm going to be creating this amazing work that's outside of any genre but i think <laughs> trying to self-categorize yourself like obviously I, I can i can speak to my influences and um owen can speak to his influences and i can talk about what we've talked about together for what we're trying to do creatively <clears throat> but it's also sort of i sit down and he sits down and you know each of us will will write a song and you can have any influences you want but ultimately whatever genre you're going to be put into is what people hear from that so but i think yeah yeah but yeah okay. the, the, the music if you're going to play some of our, our stuff that definitely is sort of more in the the classic rock direction which is where i feel like we, we were earlier um so what i wanted to ask actually is like because like bands you know once they have like a lineup change it's either they change their name or they just keep on you know going along with like the same you know name and everything even though there's like you know different members but what so what so what i want to know specifically is like why like why did you guys change the name and why specifically to dirty circuit yeah because it seems like when somebody changes the name it's just like they're just revamping the whole thing just creating something new yeah yeah well um the employees was uh max miller who was a stack the saxophonist uh came up with that name and uh, it was kind of on the spot, and uh, I just kind of <laughs> went with it. So, you know, I, I was never really satisfied with it, honestly. So, yeah. I mean, once you know, and he once he left, he uh, he asked us to change it. So we were like, well, we might as well change well, I, it. I was, I, th- I had the interaction. He didn't, he didn't say that we should. Change. I don't know. I think he sort of, it was, it wasn't completely direct, but I don't know. It sort of, I could tell. It felt like one, he came he up with it. I think neither Owen or I was completely satisfied with the the old name, and <clears throat> I don't know. I think I think it's just I don't know. It feels a little disrespectful to like keep that name on when he he sort of made it known that he would rather that we that we didn't. Um, <clears throat> and you know we are kind of we're trying to move in a new direction. I mean we still have all the same songs. Like we're not you know we're not starting from scratch from the songs. We intend to put out the songs that we've been playing at shows uh, as the employees for the past year. <clears throat> but um year and a half but uh but yeah putting in a, a new name i mean oh and if you want to speak to to what you were thinking behind that name i think i think you were we tossed back and forth a lot of names but i think you were yeah. the one who wound up putting out dirty circuit well i like it kind of has, it kind of has like a uh oh. originally we were just going to go with circuit but uh there are a couple of bands called circuit and uh but well, dirty but- circuit i think couple yeah. of bands never like one <laughs> i know and it's always like you're finding it's always like metal bands you know yeah. they have like every we're name. gonna go with anodyne for a while yeah. every name you think of there's a metal band with that name yeah. it probably <laughs> is to be honest. that's what you discover yeah, yeah. any band yeah. name you think yeah. of, there's a metal band with that name and they have it in the font and everything the like i mean did you guys did you did uh did um owen did you get like the name or like the dirty part from you know dirty like what's that band called like a dirty loops or which is just like place oh, yeah. like a random adjective in front of like circuit it's like band like name generator. yeah you know, i think i think i go i went with dirty probably because it's 
you know, like a dirty circuit is kind of like a circuit that needs cleaning. And like, it's like when you look at an actual like computer circuit, it's like the circuits like fuck screwed up or whatever. And, uh, you know, and I like, I like the imagery of that, of the computer circuit, but also I like circular as a thing rather than like fucking circuit because nobody really cares about like that. (laughs) I like the, I just like the, the uh, imagery of like a circle and even like, like the dirtiness is like the brokenness of that circle, you know, like it's, it's kind of a little bit like messed up. It needs a little bit of cleaning. You know what I mean? So was that more or less like a metaphor? (laughs) Yeah, sure, sure. You don't know about Circuit City though. So you're such an old man. No, we, were, we were uh we were because a name another name that we thought of that was taken by quite a few bands so we didn't wind up doing it but was sort of something like based on the the like the daisy chain like for your pedal board yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so i don't know i felt you like you really are going to become like a uh, shoegaze band you already like talked about the change of the <laughs> I know, yeah. like, that's why i was a little bit uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know what like that means that. yeah guys are yeah i know i don't even i mean i'm the i'm the bassist and i'm like I mean, he has more pedals than me, but I am definitely like, especially recently, been have been kind of getting into pedals and getting excited about pedals. Um, I mean, like the Mars Volta is like, are you guys like, like, like fans of like the Mars Volta? Uh, I haven't heard of those. Are you serious? If you want to talk about kind of like a basis having like too many pedals, then like the Mars Volta is like the band for you. I'll send you some of their stuff later because they're like basis actually like has has like his own like you know youtube channel dedicated oh, dedicated wow. to you know guitar pedals and like effects and stuff like that so i think you'll uh, love it but you were saying sorry for interrupting before. a bassist who um who sort of like not that even it's really the type of music that i make but sort of who i just think is uh really cool sort of in terms of uh in terms of now i'm gonna forget his name um in terms of <laughs> In terms of what he kind of the kind of sounds that he can create that feels so far from, uh, that feels so far from what you think of from bass, which I think is obviously you know your bass you got to hold it down and that's what a lot a lot of what I do. But I kind of I don't know I like the idea of especially because a lot of times in shows what we'll do is we because we started jamming in the basement so we spend a lot of time in shows like we'll play all our songs but a lot of times we'll go into a jam for you know five minutes and then we'll come back into another song. And we'll start off a show with a jam and it kind of draws it out. And I don't know, that's kind of a way to build energy. I think we do a lot yeah. of jamming in our, like, in our performances yeah. in addition to the songs. Like not even necessarily jamming on a song. I don't know, it goes in and out. But that's sort of a place to kind of yeah. experiment with different sounds. Um, now I remember his name, Brian Chippendale um, from a band uh, called Lightning Vault, which is sort of a very like frenetic, uh, I, I kind of call it like ADHD music. <clears throat> um, I don't even know what I call it, but like, maybe it's metal i don't know it's sort of lots of like loud noises but the what he does with the bass with different pedals i think his he has the um the g string replaced with like a banjo string or something but i don't know just being able to create these like far out sounds is something that it's just really really cool to me oh interesting that was all just that male strippers called chippendales male strippers are called chippendales i think <laughs> And he replaced the G string with the uh, there you go. Banjo string. Uh, there you go. It's all coming together. There we go. So, like, <laughs> oh, and what do you think? Like, for for you, I guess, like, what is the goal of Dirty Circuit? Like, what do you want to achieve with it? Um, I mean, 
it's interesting because you know like i don't know just in general i think when i was starting like any kind of band i had this idea that i was you know we were kind of going to come in and like change music in that way in this way like bring like some kind of like you know like a lot of like popular music is mostly like synth and like electronic kind of stuff and there's not a lot of like guitar oriented like you know like authentic like drums acoustic kind of stuff um but i mean that was when i was first starting the band you know and now that there's like this diy scene in new york that i didn't even know about until we started playing shows and stuff i mean I don't know. It's just kind of, I mean, I guess it's the goal is kind of the same and that we're kind of trying to um, like uh, elevate the scene and kind of like bring it into the spotlight. And, uh, you know, I just think, you know, bring cool kind of like interesting music, like into the world, you know, that's kind of the goal. Yeah, because like I didn't even know there was like a DIY household scene in the New York City because I always thought between like there being that is. like ordinance, you know, sound, you know, ordinances and stuff like that, that you know, such a scene could even like happen. So like, do you guys that's, mind that's talking punk about for you, bro? Yeah, I guess well, there so. There you go. Fuck ordinances. But like, we didn't ask Nick like what the goals were in, in his oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jumping. No, I'm jumping. Just, I'm, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> skip. You can skip a few questions for me because I'll just go on for too long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, goals. I'd say similar. Like, I think to bring uh, sort of this like New York punk uh, kind of like even if the music isn't genre wise, super falling neatly into punk. I mean, I think what punk is like when you have sort of the post punk of kind of like the '80s and stuff in the late '80s. Uh, <clears throat> like I think what sort of punk is has kind of exploded and it's sort of more about the ethos rather than like the genre or even yeah. the aesthetic trappings even though you know mm-hmm. a lot of people who, who go to our shows and stuff do kind of like dress in a way that you you might label you'd label like oh that's sort of like a punk style of clothing or like you know a 2020 version of a punk style of clothing but I think it's much sort of more about the ethos and kind of about that like yeah I don't know that DIY ethic and kind of bringing but to be able to bring that and bring that sort of sense of community and like that, I don't know, that type of energy. <clears throat> Cause I think there's a lot of people who can sort of relate to that uh, sort of in the, in New York. Uh, and I guess, you know, in the country in the world broader uh, that, I don't know, kind of bringing that energy and bringing that spirit to a broader, like, cause I think, I don't know, there's a lot of people who would be really into that. They would dig that shit and they just don't know about it and kind of bringing that, stuff i mean bring the music uh and also sort of the the ethos around it to sort of a broader audience of people who might identify with it i think is is my goal and i don't know i just i think owen and i not to be like self-congratulatory but like i really enjoy the music that owen and i write and i don't know i want people to hear it no, obviously, yeah. If you don't like enjoy the music that you make, you stop making there's, it. There's no point. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, as I was like um, asking before, I was rudely interrupted. You're welcome. Yeah. So, like, tell me about this whole New York, you know, DIY house show punk scene because because the first time I like I like experienced like you know kind of like you know house shows and stuff like that was you know when I went when I went upstate for you know school and stuff like that. So I'm like very curious how how like such a scene specifically survives in like a big city like like um, like New York. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do you say? I said a lot of it's in Bushwick. Really? <laughs> Bushwick? Not, a I mean, not anymore. Well, not, well it, I mean, I mean so up until now people are playing. Sh- now people are playing shows wherever they can they can set up. You know, you know parks, like we yeah. were playing. We we're playing in Tompkins Square Park in the East Village, yeah, and uh, there. yeah, yeah. Well, like before um, Corona started, how was the scene? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always been. It's always stood out to me because, like the the just ability to like just do things that like every that you know like show organizers have and like all these p all these bands um they just you know do, they just do shit and like and you know it works out like there's not a lot of like rules around it i mean there's like obviously there's there's problems like within the scene but uh um you know i mean just mainly for an idea like it's just the boundlessness of it and like the ability to do shit and like not have a lot of consequences or whatever yeah. and just like the attitude as well is really yeah great to me i mean i think it's it's a fairly unique special thing i think because <clears throat> i don't know i think i don't know people just will play like people play music at their houses and from what i've talked to sort of older people it's it's kind of changed what it is and it's become a lot a lot bigger um i kind of started going to shows <clears throat> um i think a lot of it started out in um in kind of with people who are a little bit older people who are sort of just out of college and maybe in college and then there would be occasionally be sort of high school bands and there were a few of them uh playing at places like uh like the glove and like the silent barn uh i, I don't sure if that that was going on at the trans picos anymore uh the silent barn was sort of a a legendary venue that i i attended my first show like a month after it closed but sort of some of my slightly older peers will kind of talk about that as it's like sort of was like a legendary space um but i think it kind of came from that and there were some bands and then sort of more and more like kids and teenagers sort of like people people in high school and sort of in college as well um as people got older <clears throat> there are more and more bands that people just started um i mean there's a there's there's a guy who you know people have complex feelings about some people don't like him uh i'm not gonna really talk about that i don't want to say anything against him but there's this guy uh, max drury um who <clears throat> did uh and it wasn't only him there's a lot of people who worked with him and there's uh there's this, this collective in the bronx called hydropunk who i'm not sort of totally I don't, I don't know them very well, but they were doing a lot of similar stuff in the Bronx while people were doing it in Brooklyn. Um, but he set up a lot of shows. He, he was, he's the drummer in uh, Big Pity, the band that I mentioned earlier. And <clears throat> I think he played, he set up shows fairly frequently. Um, and it was him and him and other organizers as well. But he was sort of very, he was very visible uh, in the way that he was doing his organizing. Um, and um, I don't know, like, he just he set up a lot of shows uh and a lot of shows were happening and it was kind of the frequency of it got people like okay what are we doing this weekend we're gonna go to a show and <clears throat> i got taken to a show by a friend of mine um who was actually taken there she was taken there by a friend of hers <clears throat> um and i kind of went and i was like oh my god this is the first show that i ever went to um it was a house show in bushwick sort of right by the line of ridgewood right by like broadway which is kind of like the area around which a lot of these house shows happen there's a there's a place called the living gallery around there a venue 
that uh, a lot of shows happened used to happen at before before everything had to get shut down. But um, <clears throat> and uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. I don't know. I, I just went to that and <clears throat> I sort of saw this, and it was like I don't know. There was like lights and it was in the basement, uh, and there was this band uh, Clovis playing. Um, who <clears throat> uh, again? I don't know. There's sort of again. There's some people. There's you know controversy surrounding them. As there's controversy surrounding the guy Max Gray. There's there's a lot of I don't know controversy. That's not the the point I'm going to speak to. But Clovis, the uh, the drummer, went to went to our high school. He was a senior when we were freshmen, and this was this was towards the end of my freshman year. And I went there and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like people were moshing, and I was like, wow. Like I need to figure out. I need to be like her friend was sort of the guy who knew how this was. I was like, how did you know how this happened? He was like, I don't know, just through Instagram. And then I was like, I have to be the guy who knows when these shows are. So I sort of started following like different bands and sort of people who I knew, like looking through who like, like this band, okay, who's this guy who I know is in this band? Who's he followed? Does he follow any bands? And sort of slowly finding this. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then I kind of found the posters <clears throat> and then I started playing more and more. And then sort of by a year from then, uh, sort of towards that a little more than a year from then uh i i hope i ran my i sort of organized my own show with a with a friend of mine um and i i don't know and then it sort of moved from there and it, was, it came from that sort of sense of wonder of like this is sort of an amazing unique thing and these people are like playing this music and i don't know this is really fun to then and like i don't know any of them to then it being <clears throat> like I kind of know all these people now I'm kind of on the other end where like <clears throat> there's younger people who come to my shows and I'm like I don't I don't even recognize you I don't know who you are <laughs> it's kind of crazy it's just kind of crazy yeah <clears throat> but uh yeah and I think I don't know a lot of the stuff that I said about the DIY ethic and ethos I think holds true as well for this and I think there are definitely problems and there is sort of like some shitty people in in this right, scene yeah. but I think generally it's it's far far from perfect but i think people are pretty good about self-policing and, and calling out shitty behavior and i think that especially recently people have been been good at that so i think that's, nice. that's a positive awesome nice. <laughs> actually there's like one one last thing that i wanted to mention earlier but it's like a very interesting thing because remember when i said when i was talking about how i thought you guys were like younger than you guys are and you guys really older seem to have huh older than you thought they were Oh yeah, I was. I thought you guys were like older than you guys really are, and like just like, just like my my first impression of you, like at McCarran Park and stuff like that, was like a very professional band that has everything together. And I still think that's true, by the way. But it was like very interesting because you guys actually have a manager, and I never heard of a band, you know, kind of like regardless of you know age and stuff like that, having the foresight or just like. Just, just like the thought of you know having like a manager or like somebody help out with social media. So, yeah, do you yeah. mind talking about how you were able to like find a manager and like how's that how's that like working out for you? Because it's like I, very interesting. I just want to speak a little bit and then I'll hand it to Owen. But I think it was sort of initially I was kind of handling a lot of that management stuff, and I kind of was resistant to giving up that because i was like i know that if i do it it'll be done well but it was it, it was getting to the point it was sort of like we were trying to do sort of more and more ambitious stuff and like organizing things and it was getting to the point where it was kind of stressing out like i wasn't able to enjoy our shows and then i don't know Owen, you can kind of to owen was like we should we should get someone to sort of help with that not that 
Owen and uh, like wasn't putting in work as well, but I don't know. Like in terms of organizing shows, I was I was doing a lot of that and kind of like coordinating with my brother. I got T-shirts made. Uh, I mean, that was a lot. My brother, I'm not gonna I'm gonna give him credit for that, but I don't know. Um, and like booking shows and stuff, and then but yeah, Owen, you can you can talk more about Sophia, who's who's I guess our manager. I don't know. We I don't know if you officially <laughs> call her that, but I, it's essentially what she does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sophia's been my friend since I was like, I don't know, like, like, like since I was born. Honestly, like we'd hang in, we'd hang in Tompkins Square Park together, um, and uh, you know, I've known her ever since. And she, and it, I, she lives like across from me, so we've been talking, and uh, she like she did a lot of like organization stuff for XR XR Youth, if you know that Extinction Rebellion, that kind of stuff. I'm an activism org. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, w- I mean, we were doing all these shows and like Nick was like really stressed out and, uh, I saw that and it was like kind of affecting how we were playing. And I was like, I don't want it. Like, I don't want that to happen anymore. So I was like, why don't I just get Sophia to like come and help us out because she's used to like organizing stuff and like, um, yeah, I mean, and also like, we needed help with like social media stuff, which is um, a, a big part of, I think, like how to get your band out in the world today, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's for sure about like, <clears throat> I don't know, like knowing, I think part of the sort of professionalism that I feel like, I don't know, I, we try to have is like, <clears throat> you know, it's important and the music is amazing and it's fun to do music, but it's also like, you want to get people on to help you want to delegate because ultimately like the goal is to make great music and the goal is to have people hear it. So if you want people to hear it, you want to get yourself out there and you just have to be like, I don't know, you have to be ambitious and you have to be organized because it's, it's, an, it's yeah. like, it's an artistic project, but it's like, it's also, you know, it's also like, it's a business. You know, they're, they're bu- yeah, it's a business yeah. as well. I mean, not that we're making yeah. massive amounts of money, but like, you know, we have to set up, we're like, okay, we're going to designate another friend of ours to be the person who goes around and asks, hey, do you want to pitch in some money so that we can cover the generator and maybe, you know, get us some more money to like, you know, invest back in the project. And then like, you pay that person $20. And it's sort of like getting, you know, putting these structures in place and delegating to people and just trying to have an organizational structure to it. I think it's sort of crucial to think about it in that way. I don't you need to have that and the sort of like the artistic vision to kind of to to have like I mean you know to have a successful plan and not that we are successful yet but I think that that sort of like is a thing that's helping us push in that direction I think that's very important and sort of I think that's the idea behind trying to have that professionalism is and also like when with people who you work with if you are professional then they're like okay these people are serious they're real we can work with them again and I think that's sort of I don't know because I you know the goal is we want to we want to move forward with this as much as we can Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of artists like miss that whole part that you think that, you know, if they're they're good enough, that it'll reach a lot of people. It's just not going to happen just because of definitely all the noise that there is, yeah. like in space right now. Yeah, so that's definitely you know, it, it's really good that you guys have that foresight. Um, what I was going to ask, what I usually ask artists is like, how do you feel like New York City has shaped you as as people and as artists? Oh, and do you want to? Sure. I, I want to sort of let you speak before me because I know I'm going to go on for a while. I don't know if you're not ready. Mm. I, I can talk. Yeah, yeah. I think I need a minute. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I sort of say. 
especially like New York City in general, but kind of, I don't know, especially like, I don't know, I come from Brooklyn <clears throat> and I think a lot of ways that the city has like shaped my music is uh, kind of going to these, like going to these shows and the fact that I have this sort of scene, this framework around me to like, I don't know, build like, I don't know, that audience that kind of exists already for similar type of mu types of music and to have those people there. <clears throat> and then it's also, I don't know, I feel like, uh, like, I don't know, like the type of the type of stuff that I write about, and especially the stuff that I've sort of started to write about more recently, is kind of very like urban in character. Like I'm from New York, I've lived here my whole life. I've never lived anywhere else for any anywhere longer than, you know, a few months. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know, just like Brooklyn and New York in general, and also spending a lot of time in the East Village because uh, Owen lives there and sort of there's a lot of people there. So there's kind of like of New York in general, but especially of the East Village, there's kind of like a lineage of musicians and I don't know, sort of feeling like, okay, I'm part of this larger thing that's like both the scene and sort of more broadly like people that you might not necessarily know, but it's like New York, things are happening and like, I don't know, to have that, that lineage there. Um, I mean, like the, I don't know, the fact that like music, I don't know, there's a lot of like history to New York. I mean, the, bu the building that I, I live in uh, was owned by, um, that I like grew up in was owned by, I'm not gonna dox myself with this hopefully, but was owned by, uh, well, by bleep it out. <laughs> a famous, yeah, I'm not gonna say which one actually, um, a famous jazz uh, big band, uh, <clears throat> like, uh, like leader and sort of like different, of, of, they used to come back here after they did their big band shows in the, um, in the city <clears throat> and they would jam in what's now my living room. And now we sort of like, we jam in the basement. And it's kind of like, I don't know, to have that linear, like New York is a place where like music has been for a long time. Like I live in, I live in Fort Greene, which was uh, sort of like a historical like center of, I mean, of, of specifically, and I kind of, I'm sort of part of the gentrification of my family, I'm going to say, but like, of like sort of black arts and like, like, I mean, Spike Lee's headquarters is in my neighborhood. And I, there's a lot of like history there. And I feel like sort of recognizing that and like, building off of that wherever the history exists is, is kind of a, a cool thing that that's unique to, to New York or to at least big cities in general. But I, I don't know, New York's unique. It's, it's, it's its own shit. Yeah, yeah. That's really um, interesting. Yeah. How about you, Owen? Um, well, I think living in the East yeah. Village, you know, it's like the East Village alone has this connotation of like, punk and like you know cbgb is like a couple blocks away from me or was a couple blocks away from me um and actually i there there used to be this, this place called riffs that was like right next door and i used to watch like people play shows there um for a little bit which was cool and um i mean just looking at the people on the streets you know like these like and in Tompkins square park you get all these old punks that come through with like they're black leather. So and like, old punks, yeah. I know. And um, I mean, just bringing back, you know, bringing back that legacy, that um, kind of like, um, I guess, uh, just a word, um, like building up, uh, building up off on that legacy um, of like punk and like cool fucking music. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I and like New York as a whole. I mean, like walking down the street, it's just a, it's just an experience, you know. Like you can't. There's never a dull day in New York City. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe now. 
but <laughs> not even. Not even. I mean, you'll go out there, you'll see anything. I think it's, I, think it's, <clears throat> I don't know, this sort of like thinking of that legacy of like, uh, like kind of like the downtown rockers and stuff, and like I don't know, like uh, television and like uh, yeah. I don't know, television, like the Velvet Underground, the Talking Heads, sort of that that type of uh, or like Patty Smith. I don't know that. I mean, I read Patty Smith's book earlier this year, and like I don't know, just to 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 hear that stuff and talk about like hear hear her talk about <clears throat> oh I'm I'm walking down like Myrtle Avenue, which is like few blocks from my house like she you know uh robert maplethorpe went to pratt and sort of talking about like these are places that i'm familiar with and she talks about going to washington square park and that's like a place that i hang out at often i mean tompkins more so but i don't know just these these locations and the fact that there is this history there uh i don't know it's just a really cool thing nice, nice. yeah for sure yeah um is there anything that you guys want to end off with like any Final quotes, uh, words of inspiration. Or uh, plug your music. Or plugs. Anything. Yeah, anything really. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we're, I don't know, we're kind of currently, uh, we're kind of moving towards trying to write, or not write, we have a lot of stuff written, trying to record a lot of the music that we have and kind of put it out there. Um, I think stuff may I, I don't wanna I don't wanna be specific, but in the first half of next year, I think we'll probably have a a, a good chunk of music out, maybe. I don't know, we're gonna be we're maybe gonna be recording some stuff, I think probably in, in January. I don't know, yeah, I don't wanna say anything for sure. It seems like we have a <laughs> know, there's a studio opportunity that seems like it's probably gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. <clears throat> Currently, our music is on Spotify under the name The Employees, which is our band, the name that our band used to have. I think it'll be up under that. It'll be linked on our Instagram page. Our Instagram page is 30.circuit if you want to look at that. <clears throat> um, that music is plugged there. I think it'll remain up on Spotify under that name until we start putting out new stuff. And then we may, well, I think we'll shift it over to the the other uh spotify page but check our stuff out um based on how covid goes i'm not sure what shows we're gonna have in the future but we'll try and do shows as soon as we can outdoor shows and then uh you know so the vaccine's looking but maybe maybe sort of this summer some some shows in indoor venues uh but i think that's sort of what's coming up for us oh and i don't know if you want to plug or add anything else um I mean, just, uh, just as a closing note, I guess, like, um, just uh, remember to be you. That's what I have to say. That's very important. Yeah. Very yeah. Important. yeah. Someone's, forget, someone's ever going to be me. Yeah. I'm you. I don't want to be Sometimes you. I forget. I don't want to be me. I don't want to be, be me. No, I'm good. Yeah. I think it's important. I think it's important, even though I'm talking about, like, you have to think about it in some ways as a business and you have to, you know, be ambitious and you have to be on top of things. You also can't lose sight of that, like that punk ethos about like kind of just self-expression and just, I don't know, creating things and creating community and all that is like yeah. over like that. The other stuff is important for me to be, a for Owen and I to be, you know, musicians and to want our stuff to be out there. But in terms of like what's important, ultimately, I think that's sort of like, that's the, that's the shit that's important. Yeah. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming on. And uh, yes, this has been another episode of Sounds Like NYC. Thank you for watching. If you guys like this like this type of content, please subscribe, like, and uh, yeah. Show your mom. Show your uncle. Show your cat. Are you telling them or like our I'm audience? I'm telling them. Oh, well, and anyone else too. So. <laughs>